0: The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show.
1: And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders radio network. And we are so excited because to all of our listeners here, we have a very, very special program. Uh, You know, one of the things I think with Answers for Elders is that we are really privileged to be kind of um, affiliated with the cream of the crop of the industry. Um, you know, we find them, we know of them, and every once in a while, we get these amazing uh, cream of the crop guests. And this guy right here that is with me today is definitely at the very top of his game beyond anything in the world. And because we are privileged today to have Mr. Aaron Kelch, the CEO of Kelch Communities, um, here with us. And I'm so glad you're here, Aaron. Welcome to the Thank show.
0: You, Susan, <laughs> pleasurably here. Well, we're,
1: we're thrilled you're here because, um, couch communities is an amazing organization and it's, um, someone that I've been uh, knowing of for a very long time. And of course, if you're live anywhere in, <clears throat> probably in Western Washington, you probably live in a radius of a community and, um, but you, you know, what's really interesting is, is that. There's so many senior living communities out there, but very few of them have your own last name as part of it. So in other words, you're, as you say, the name is on the door and that speaks volume as your as your history. And you have a, an amazing history. Um, so share with us just as we start. Tell us a little bit about how Kelch came to be.
0: Sure. Uh, real privilege to do so. Um <clears throat> It all really um, starts with uh, my mom and dad, who were amazing, uh, greatest generation folks. they both since passed, um, but think about them every day. Uh, my father moved to Washington when he was 17 uh, on a lark with a friend of his. I uh, was going to make a trip. was supposed to head home to Kansas, mm-hmm. go back to the family farm, wound up staying. Uh, liked it out of here. had a little independence. Uh, met my mother in a coffee shop. Uh, they were married, uh, had, uh, my oldest, uh, sister, my father went off World War II, served in the Navy very proudly, uh, days, uh, those were three years of his life. He talked about the, the rest of his life. Uh, and I know most of his stories by heart from his service because he was willing and, uh, uh, very willing to tell all of his kids over and over. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to separate our entrance into seniors housing from a, our faith. Uh, My father came back from World War II, uh, worked in an aluminum factory in Longview, Washington for 21 years. Reynolds Metals was very proud to do so, really liked that job. Uh, But they were working 24-7, seven days a week at that time after the war. Things were really heated up. And um, they were looking for a reason or an ability to take their Saturdays off because they were Seventh-day Adventist Christians. Uh, And were to the day they died. My mother was born and raised the Uh, Seventh-day Adventist. My father was uh, raised Catholic, and he converted to Seventh-day Adventism. And uh, he had to work every Saturday. Uh, And uh, the mill wouldn't give him the Saturdays off. They were busy. They were, I I get it. I understand the pressures they were under. And so uh, they found, they knew a friend of theirs who had a little nursing home in Portland, Oregon, who had done well with that. And they studied that. My mom checked out every book in the library on nursing home administration, and they began to look for a nursing home to buy. I'm not sure how they were going to finance it. They finally found a nursing home, an old, 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 old nursing home called the Monticello Hall in Kelso, Washington, the next city over. And uh, the lady that owned it, Mrs. St. John, was building a new nursing home in Longview and was taking all of her residents from the old nursing home into the new building and was willing to sell my parents the empty shell. Uh, the price was $50,000 and there was no one who was going to lend my parents $50,000 back in the day. That was a big sum of money. Um, and so she carried the note from my parents for five years. And so my they goodness. sold the home they lived in, uh, for a little down payment, gave her some of that. And they moved all of their kids. I was not yet born, uh, into the basement of that first nursing home in Kelsey, Washington. That was 1958. Uh, my I was born by Yes, ma'am. I was born about two years later, uh, or so, and we were still living in the uh, basement. And so, the first year and a half, two years of my life were in the basement of that nursing home. Um, there's a we do a, a on our website. We do a video where all of my sisters go back and we tour the basement of that nursing home and kind of relive those those moments, which were very special. Um, we eventually then rented a little home next door uh, and moved out of the basement and never went back to the basement. But that mm-hmm. was uh, that was certainly our beginning. Uh, our the residents were our friends. Uh, there was a Native American lady by the name of Madeline who was my sister and I's best friend. We did everything with Madeline. We would push each other up and down the hallways. We would play tag in the yard. And uh, these these people that we cared for were our friends. Um, over the next fifteen years, my parents kind of figured out how to finance a little bit of this stuff, uh, and uh, they built or bought every nursing home in Cowlitz County except for one uh, in 1971. Uh, they identified a need that we called assisted living today for people that didn't need to be in a skilled nursing facility, but couldn't quite live independently, uh, and needed help with basic things every day, perhaps even some med med medication pass, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they built a place called the Delaware Plaza in Longview, Washington for $750,000, which in that day was a lot of money. No kidding. um, they built what is today the first ever purpose-built assisted living community anywhere in Washington. I contend anywhere in the nation. Uh, Show me a data prior to 1971. It was an immediate success. Uh, They filled up quickly. And then that led to other assisted living communities they built into, excuse me, in Olympia, Vancouver, uh, et cetera, all up and down the I-5 corridor. Um, So somewhere in between there, I graduated from college. Um, met my beautiful wife, Judy. Uh, we married and headed off to Chicago, Illinois. I never, outside of summer, worked for my parents, and I admired my parents very much. So what I'm about ready to say is not uh, a comment th- uh, of a relationship with my parents, which was very good, but I never really worked for my parents outside of summer work. I went to work for a company called Manor Healthcare in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. right out of Chicago. They, they gave me a training job. I was the lowest man on the totem pole that you could possibly find. <laughs> Uh, They paid me $8 an hour and I'm not sure why they would even pay me that because I didn't bring much to the table, but they were willing to train me. I was there for two years and then they moved me to Wisconsin, had a community there that we were fortunate enough to take and turn around and create a positive uh, reputation, positive census. And so after four years of that, I left at the age of 26 years old. Um, We packed up and we moved to California where my wife and I built our first assisted living community in Victorville, California, which we still have to this day. Made our home there for nine years. Uh, But again, my parents came into play because my father guaranteed my first loan. uh, Without his guarantee, the bank was not interested in talking to me. They were interested in talking to my father. So again, my parents are very generous and supportive of taking risk uh, and reward taking risk.
1: committed to our seniors.
0: Uh, Very, very much so. Um, So that's where we started our business in 1988. And my wife and I have been in business for ourselves for uh, those many years, what, 30, 34 years now.
1: Wow! Um,
0: And so then over the course of the years, as my parents were uh, getting older, uh, we began to acquire their communities and bringing them into Kelch uh, communities. I chose Kelch. We mentioned that earlier in your introduction. Thank you. Um, It was a very easy process to choose that as a name because I have four older sisters and I didn't have to wrestle anybody for the name. Uh, No. Um, all of my sisters each have their own seniors housing organizations as well. A couple of them have I'm the youngest of five who have now retired and sold out. Uh, but, um, they each called their companies a different name. So I just took Kelch, uh, and, uh, it was easy to do and we liked it and we like putting our name on the front door. So, Mm uh, and so we've been in business for ourselves since 1988. We started, we were 26 and 24. Judy has done all the interior design on our properties ever since that point which is
1: amazing
0: uh, by the way thank you thank you how many lobbies
1: have like old t-birds sitting in the middle of that's the thing that's just amazing it's like you walk into some of your memory care communities and it's truly like stepping back in time and it's having that experience of you know culture of you know the era that many of those that are dealing with alzheimer's that's the world they live in today? Well,
0: so this may be, uh, Susan, the closest thing I get to a, a slight criticism of some of our competitors, not all. Yeah. And the, the, you won't hear me say it anymore, because I think there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat. There's different ways to do it. Sure. Um, but oftentimes I walk into some of our competitors and it feels like I'm in a very nice hotel, but it does not mm-hmm. feel like I'm in someone's home. Mm-hmm. Um, in our memory care community specifically, we use the term historical surprises. We try mm-hmm. to clutter sure. our community with historical surprises, and a historical surprise would be uh, an antique car in the lobby. Now, we today are not the only people that put antique cars in our communities, but we are amongst the very first. We've been putting antique cars in our communities since 1981, so this is not a new thing for us. We've been doing Mm -hmm. it for a very long time and committed to that. Mm -hmm. Other examples of historical surprises would be actual antiques, so very few things are just bought off the shelf. There's antiques, uh, which bring uh, memories back to people. Absolutely. Uh, walked our jukebox
1: it's so fun and it's like to see this kind of stuff that when you walk in of course me I'm 65 right so I look at these things it's like wow these are these are things from when I was teenager or earlier, you know, this is my, um, you know, the the memorabilia that's there. Um, it's pretty amazing. And certainly at the same time, it doesn't, when you say we clutter it up, it doesn't feel cluttered. It's beautiful. And when it, like you talk about a surprise, every room that you walk into, it's like this new experience. And I think that's really one of the things that's so incredible because it it allows, if you have Memory issues, and you know, I know enough um, knowledge about Alzheimer's and dementia to be dangerous. <laughs> I will say, but yes. one of the things I do know is anything that can provoke the brain to work, yes. and especially the the fact that there might be a memory of somebody might love the you know Seattle Pilots, and here's information about that, and they had a special story about that. Yes, my little piece of trivia: my grandfather. Um, was a former owner of the Portland Beavers, so just a little. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Aaron, we're going to have this high school. Oh, so a
0: lot of memories going to Beaver Games.
1: Yes, we're going to have Aaron with us this entire hour, and everyone. Um, this is an important time to listen and hear about the history of an amazing organization. So. All of our listeners that are here with us, we look forward to having Aaron back with us in our next segment. In the meantime, how do we check you out?
0: Yes, please. Uh, Our home office phone number, first of all, is 360-867-1900. And if you call there and are looking for a particular community, we're happy to connect you uh, to wherever you would like to go. Our website is, of course, www.kelchcommunities.com. It's actually Kelch Senior Communities, forgive me. Uh, com, and that'll connect you to any one of our communities, whether it's up in the Seattle area or elsewhere.
1: Yes, and and remember, everyone, <clears throat> Kelch Communities, they're in, uh, is it eight states in the United we States? We are in eight,
0: yes, ma'am, eight states. Eight
1: states, so we're going to talk a little bit more about Kelch, and Aaron will be right back right after this
0: It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.